Hi everybody, welcome back to the Talking About Anything, Anywhere, Anytime, Anyplace podcast. I'm Gavin Axarod and this is episode 5. We took a little bit of a week off, it wasn't on purpose, but um, we're it's, here. It's been a rough week. Yeah, I was sick all week. Same. Went to the hospital. Wait, you went to the hospital? Yeah, I posted about it, remember? I genuinely didn't know that. Oh. Well, here we go. Let's start with the story about how I went to the hospital. <laughs> yeah, let's let's open up with that. My name is Jaren Redekes, by the way. Gavin never gives me the okay. opportunity to say my name in the intro. Sorry. Anyways. Um, okay, so I was sick the whole week. Hang yeah. on, I'm burping. Okay, so I was sick the whole week. Um, the cold, people call it the freshman fever, but I like didn't have the fever, so I'm mm-hmm. not calling it that. Yeah. So I was sick. Pretty much what happened was the cold was amplifying my asthma symptoms, and I had, like, an asthma attack on Thursday, or it was Friday at, like, 4.40 in the morning, and I was sitting in my room, and I was debating, okay, do I take a lift or an Uber Mm -hmm. to the hospital? Do I walk, or do I just wait this out? And I was like, nope, I'm not walking it out. And, like, usually I have a very high pain tolerance and whatever. Oh, yeah. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to go to the hospital. So I went there, and uh, my one complaint with the hospital is that the woman at the front desk, like, I'm sitting here and I can't breathe, right? Yeah. And the woman at the front desk is, like, laughing, saying, oh, my God, I can't get this system to work. I spelt Manitoba with MN. That's the abbreviation. And I'm like, oh, my <laughs> oh, yes. God. We I'm, like, woman, I'm like, woman, first of all, I'm sitting here and I need oxygen. I can't breathe. And you're complaining about the system. How are you not educated enough to know that the abbreviation for Manitoba is MB? MB. MB. MN is Minnesota. Yeah. Please just get so out. She, and then I was like, it's MB. The system is the system's not working because Manitoba is MB. Yeah. So then I'm sitting in the waiting room and uh it, you meet you see some very interesting characters when you're at the hospital mm-hmm. at five in the morning. So I, I got an oxygen tank. That was good. Saw a doctor, got back by like seven thirty, got to watch some of the FIBA World Cup, which is dope. Yeah. But yeah, it was a pretty. I was kind of in shock after because I've never like been to the hospital by myself. So yeah. that I was has running to be on a weird. I was running on adrenaline before when I got back, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna go like go for you're a run or man. something." I was like, "I'm gonna go for a run. I'm fired up." Like, yeah. And then I am all, and then I just and then I just crashed. Like, I got ate breakfast, crashed. Yeah. And my Friday class was at two o'clock. I woke up at one one thirty. Mm-hmm. ate a light lunch and then went to class and i was exhausted like it was brutal yeah but yeah i'll um i've also been sick all week so i got back from toronto oh sorry yeah. sorry before we move on to my sickness i think that it's quite important that we discuss your brand new friend that you wish was your host on the podcast instead of me what from brand the new hospital. friend oh yeah i met a guy in the hospital jose Was uh, that his name? i forget his name let me check what i wrote I believe it was Jose, and I texted you, and I said, you should make him your host, and you said, Uh, um, I wish, and that made me feel bad, kind of thing. So I made a friend in the hospital, just like sort of out of (coughs) circumstance, and I could tell this guy was kind of like, he had all of his belongings with him, Mm -hmm. and I was going to go get myself a snack, so I said, are you hungry? Like, I'll buy you a bag of chips. Yeah. So I bought him a bag of chips, gave him one of the water bottles I had, and we were just talking, it was pretty, that was like, it felt kind of weird that I made a friend in the hospital, but it was also like comforting because I was very scared being in there kind of, because sure. it was an unearthing experience. But now that I did it, like, if I ever have to go to the hospital again, I'm, I'm ready. You can handle it. 
Yeah. So I've been, um, I have been sick as well. So I, I got back from Toronto on Monday, uh, last Monday, and uh, I immediately fell quite ill to the point where I was not able to get out of bed for a full 48 hours. Um, the only time I was able to get out of bed was when I needed to make a quick run to the bathroom um, or grab water or whatever. And, and even that was... As bathroom as in as to throw up? Yeah. Um, Ooh, and even that was puke. quite challenging. So it was, it was a tough, uh, a tough experience. And after that, I've just been having this weird feeling every once in a while. I have to go to the doctor because like, I, I don't feel right. Um, Maybe you have mono. It, I could have mono. I don't know what the symptoms are. Here's my problem. I was okay. So I also I, don't know what the symptoms of mono are. Exactly. But. <laughs> so I was feeling a little loopy, and I'm still feeling a little loopy. Like that's one of the Lupe symptoms. Lupe fiasco. I'm, I'm feeling well. Exactly. Lupe fiasco. One of Gavin and I's favorite songs that we bonded over in the first place was uh, "Daydream." Daydreaming. Shout out Lupe fiasco. Um, yes, sir. So I've been I've been feeling a little loopy, and uh, so I decided that I was gonna Google how to stop being loopy, um, because I w- when you Google your symptoms, a lot of the time, like you'll be taken away. It makes it worse. And when you know, it, exactly, when you Google your symptoms, it genuinely makes it worse. Exactly. So I didn't Google my symptoms. I just Googled how to stop being loopy, um, yeah. and obviously, <coughs> pardon me. Um, the first thing that I saw was WebMD saying loopy and disassociation. And I didn't click it, but I had a friend read it. Um, and she told me that I shouldn't be worried about it and that she has the same feelings every once in a while. But it's not a feeling that I want to have, right? Like That's it's so not comforting. A, it's, it's comforting to know that someone else has gone through it, but it's not comforting to be in that position ever. Right, like I don't want to nice nice nipples, Gavin. Um, <laughs> I don't want to be in this position. So so I'm just coming up on a week and a half of being sick now. I can breathe again. Uh, my coughing has become much less sporadic um, and regular. Mm-hmm. So it's it's great. I'm kind of yep. going back to health. Um, I you know what I think part of it is. Mm. I think that there's there's 27 days until I move. To Israel. Maybe you're just getting anxious. I think it's a well. Lang- last night I had a huge anxiety attack. Well, speaking about Jared moving, not to change the subject. Yeah. This guy celebrated his 18th birthday last week, Thursday. right? Last week. Yeah. yeah. So I'm He's a man now. He can enjoy all the things that you can do in Winnipeg when you're. That 18. I can't enjoy in Toronto if I come visit you. Well, listen, listen. Okay, so there's this friend of mine. <laughs> speaking of, it's a great segue into this topic. So yeah, she turned 18 on Monday. No, maybe Wait, Tuesday. Who, do I know this person? No, mm. new friend of mine from Toronto. Oh, classic. So we we ate lunch today in the cafeteria, and I was like, she's like, she asked me what I was doing on the weekend. I was like, oh, I might just keep it low key, and then, um. She's like, oh, my God, I want to have, like, a big weekend. It's my first weekend being 18. And I'm like, yeah, your first weekend being 18, but you can, you have to do all the same things that you did when you were 17 exactly. because it's 19 to be legal here. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I, I that's, couldn't, that's I'm tough, so jealous right? of all these people who are turning 18 here and yeah. didn't have, didn't get to live the life of being in you're yeah. jealous of them because then, like, they haven't, yeah, they haven't had, had that freedom that's taken I away. I had to move them. here and I had all the freedom, and now yeah. the freedom is taken away. Like, there's obviously ways to get around the rules and stuff. But well, but then that's breaking the law, and we yeah, don't do that because it's a family-friendly podcast. Law, but I think it's just like 
if I was came here when I was 17 and I turned 18, I'd be like, oh, yeah. I'm just 18. But it's like in Winnipeg, oh my God, you're 18. It's the biggest yeah. thing of your life. Yeah. And that's totally fair. And that's it's a, it's a weird thing to go through. I know that I've very much taken advantage of being legal here. Like oh, yes, in the first in the it. first three days of me being considered a legal adult, I went to a bar, I went to a casino, and I went um, to buy a lottery ticket, like a scratch ticket. Weird, weird flex, but all right. Weird flex, but yeah. the worst part of all of this was that number one, when I bought the the scratch ticket, which was by the mm-hmm. way at one thirty in the morning of yeah. my eighteenth birthday, because I was like, you know what, I'm still awake. Did you go I'm to a gas station now. or something? What? Did you go to like a gas station or something? I went to Seven Eleven. Oh, yeah, totally. The guy, I walk in and I said, "I want a scratch ticket. Like, which one should I get? Which is the best one?" And he <laughs> gives me the worst scratch ticket. You should have got the pack of scratch tickets for twenty five dollars. That comes. Like, <laughs> well, it was three dollars, Gavin. My friends got that for me on my birthday, and I made like seventy five dollars. I made five. Well, okay, technically I net two dollars. It was a three dollar ticket, and I won five. But the problem is that. With that scratch ticket, he gave me the one that's yeah. the word search, so you okay. have to or the the crossword, so you get yeah. a bunch of letters and you have to scratch them off. Mm-hmm. So I'm standing at this counter at Seven Eleven at one thirty in the morning, scratching and like like for fifteen minutes. Why did you do it at Seven Eleven? Why didn't you just take it home? Um, because I wanted to. If I got money, I was gonna get the money from him. Oh, you're gonna spend it? Exactly. Usually when I do those things, I and I get money, I just buy more. Well, no, so like, so I'm scratching it, and then he grabs it after 15 minutes and goes, do you want me to just scan it for you and tell you if you won? And I'm thinking, well, that was that was an option this entire time. Sorry, sorry. They can scan it and see yeah. if you won without you even... Yeah. My mind, I just had a mind... Did you see my face? I had yeah, a mind you, blowing Yeah, you were blown by that. I was shocked. I was like, hold up. You're exactly. The whole 15 time minutes. I'm standing there for 15... It's almost 2 a.m. now. 15 minutes I'm... can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Shout stay... out Geico, our first ever sponsor of this you podcast. Geico. No, we're just playing. Yeah, no. Geico, if you want to sponsor us, you can. But I feel like that has nothing to do with our well, brand. Besides your 15 minutes, are you... Uh... <laughs> I see you're having a rager for your birthday. Slash I am having a rager. Well, okay. I, I am a little bit disappointed that your going away party isn't in October when you're like actually going away because I'm coming back then. The problem but it's okay, is, you know, um, uh, you I'm know, flying in for the party anyway. So you are. No. Oh, damn it. Uh, the problem no, is uh, Jewish holidays, because as, oh, as yeah. you know, I guess it is. Well, as you know, yeah. the Jewish holidays have this ability to just take over anything that's happening ever. Um, it is very they, true. It's that kid in your class who no one really likes, but like they 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 let okay, him hang I'm out. I'm gonna stop you right there because I actually enjoy the Jewish holidays. No, 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 no. You didn't let me finish my my metaphor. <laughs> oh, the way you made it sound was it's like the kid in your class that you don't like, but they you, you let them hang no, out. No, no, anyways. no, no. They hang out, but then they're also the kid that when you like you go to Don's or whatever, they like buy you a junior chicken. Like, you get something out of it, but at the same time, like, if you didn't have to hang out with them, like, it wouldn't change your life all that much. Man, for me, I'm, I get fired up about the Jewish holidays just because, like, I don't do many Jewish things because mm-hmm. I don't go to a Jewish school. So when yeah. I get to go to synagogue or whatever, you like shout it. out to Congregation Sherzedek. Uh, Sherzedek offered to, me a Torah reading. Had to step down from my role this year as the half Torah reader because yeah. I'm not there. Yeah, that was, was the a, best part of last year. It was a huge loss for the synagogue. Um for me, I'm devastated, but not as devastated as them. But yeah, I'll be back to grace them with my presence eventually. Eventually, when you shout out kids. to Matthew Libel, best, best rabbi, rabbi in the city. Yeah, that's what I like. Like, not even just because he's like our synagogue's rabbi. He just, 
I enjoy how he's entertaining and not just sort of throwing all this Judaism at exactly. you, but it's in an entertaining sports and references, pop yeah. culture references. Like he'll he'll make it. Sorry, this is getting really like join Judaism kind of. No, it's not even culty. I'm just shouting out like it's a culty. very like. No, it's not culty. We're shouting out a very good man. Yeah, exactly. We should have him on the podcast. Okay. <laughs> okay, sure Gavin. You know what? I um. This was a huge tangent, and I know that's allowed, but I do want to keep us back on uh, on topic. <coughs> we weren't even on topic to begin with. The whole so I leave for Israel in 27 days. The whole entire premise of this show is that we're never on topic. I leave for Israel in 27 days from this day. My dad Dang, is calling dude. me. We're going to have him on the podcast really Sweet. quick. Let's get it. I hope he rips you. Dad, I just want to let you know that you are live on air with, with Gavin and myself. Hey, Les, how's it going? I am live on air with you guys? Yeah, Gavin Gavin <laughs> said, hey, what's up? You're not going to be able to hear him because he's in my headphones, but but he said, what's I up? I can hear him. Tell him that I can hear I him. Am, I feel so honored and special to be part of this podcast. <laughs> of course. Is there anything you want to say to the people? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think Jared, that uh, ask him. I wish everybody an upcoming happy Thanksgiving, and you're in great hands with Gavin and Jared. Thank ask you very if, much. Gavin has a question he, for you. One sec. Ask him if he ever thought that you would make it to 18 and how he feels that you're quote-unquote a man. Well, Gavin says, uh, how do you feel that I made it to 18 and did you think that I would ever become a man? Gavin, you're 100% correct. I didn't think that he was ever going to become a man and I'm still not sure that he has. But I feel really, really, really secure in the knowledge that he has friends like you, Gavin. <laughs> you hear him on the right path. Fake friends. That was amazing. I'm trying so hard not to. Um, Dad, <laughs> Dad, let me uh, let me give you a call back when we're done recording the podcast. Okie dokie. All right, goodbye. Bye. All right, we're back. All I wanted, all I wanted out of that phone call was that soundbite right there, and yeah. Les gave it to me. I was glad that that happened. Speaking of sound bites, did you realize that last episode we didn't add a jazz riff at the beginning? Yeah, I realized that actually, but it was more because we logged in from my computer and we were also starving, so we just decided, yeah. you know what, we did a good episode, it was long, but it was a good episode. whatever. I think yeah, that, I that we actually episode. did have a quite a good episode last week. Yeah, I think that with that sound bite right there that this will also be a good episode too. No, I completely agree. That that will definitely make or break the the podcast, I believe. Yeah. Um anyways. Okay, anyways, back on topic topic. I uh, I leave for Israel in 27 days. Yeah. How are you and feeling? And that's giving me I'm having feelings about it. Like I'm 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 really excited. I apparently just got an email changing the the uh the schedule technically. Mm-hmm. Um a little bit, but I I genuinely haven't uh, I haven't read that. I'll I'll deal with that after this podcast. But um I'm getting excited. At the same time, I'm I'm a little nervous. Definitely a, a bit anxious because it's it's a weird, yeah. weird position to be put in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it is probably weird for you. And yeah, <coughs> I apologize. Going through the process of moving, I'm starting to feel like this is my home. Yeah, you should have muted your mic to cough, but that's okay. I'm the worst. Um, yeah, you'll be okay. I think at first you'll probably be a little anxious and you won't know what to do with yourself. But yeah. You're good at you're a social butterfly and you have a habit of being able to talk to people. So yeah, I think you'll be just fine. Fun fact: the uh, the name of this podcast came from Gavin complimenting me one time. Um, it did. Yeah, we were out for you. dinner 
and I was talking about, I believe I was going on a date of some kind. And I think oh yeah, when you had a weird obsession with Tinder, Bumble, and the other for one for like for like four mm-hmm. days, I was really obsessed. Yep. And I went on a date, and Gavin said, "Don't worry, you have the ability to talk to anyone about anything ever." And yep. I think that's what started this entire. What I originally wanted to call our podcast was verbal diarrhea, but that but that was a bit non-advertiser friendly. friendly. It's like yeah, we got verbal diarrhea. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> it would have been it would have been something. Is what it would. Oh been. man, we um. I have a funny story to tell you. I would love to so, hear it. We're in our journalism lab last week. This is the story. So we're in our journalism lab last week, and the assignment was streeters, and we had to like interview people on the street. Yeah. So the question we were asking people was how they felt about the construction around Ryerson mm-hmm. and the surrounding area, because there's a lot of construction. So my first three people all rejected me, and they didn't want to be part of my interview, which was like, okay, I learned how to get rejected in an interview. Yep. And then the last person that I asked on my way back to the lab I said, excuse me, sir, would you have a couple minutes? We're just asking people what they think about the construction, and we'd love to get a quote. And he goes, F off, buddy. And he wow. just, like, walked away. That's really aggressive. And I was, like, kind of rattled, but I also thought it was hilarious because he could have just said, no, I'm okay, thanks. And mm-hmm. he just, like, kind of ripped me. So that was my welcome to journalism moment that you're going to try and get a quote from someone, and they're going to, like, rip you like that, which, which is fine. Well, I mean, not everyone is ready to be interviewed at all times. Yeah, that's also true. And and I feel like you understand that, which is a good thing, because if you didn't, yeah. that would kind of make it harder. But I'm also really out there, because the people I was in a group with, they didn't, they were kind of nervous. So I was like, I got volunteered, well, voluntold to be the first one. But I was like, okay, I'm just gonna go up to this random person. I have no idea who they are. They don't know me, and I'm just gonna ask away. Like it was not as hard as I thought it would be. Yeah, for sure. And that's uh, that's an interesting position to be put in. Do you remember if we talked about my car last episode? We definitely didn't talk about your car. Uh, let's go into that. That was a that was a fun experience. So for those of you who didn't know, up until um, I want to say like two and a half weeks ago, three weeks ago, maybe more, maybe almost a month now, um, I drove my grandfather's two thousand and two Buick Regal. Now this car, for those of you who don't know, is massive. Like this is a boat of a car. Gavin loved it because it was comfy. I loved it because it was a car that I could drive. Um, the girls loved it because it was comfy and the car that they could ride in. <laughs> okay, Gavin. Inappropriate. Um, anyways, this car, uh, it became part of my identity. Everyone saw that car and they go, oh, that's Jaren's car. We knew. This car could not be legally safetyed. Luckily, it was already insured up until, I believe, 2020. Um, but after after that insurance came to, uh, to effect, uh, it, the car, it was rusty everywhere and... To, to fix it up to use it it probably would have been a solid five grand like this car was it was it was not it, I was the last human being that was ever gonna drive it so that's your background information long story short I'm driving to work one day now for those of you who didn't know I worked at BMW I actually uh, don't work there anymore um, my last day was um, this past Saturday um, shout out to all the good people over there. It was, uh, it was an interesting experience working there, and I'm definitely going to take some of the skills that I, that I learned with me for the rest of my life. Yeah, we'll keep our opinions on that on kind the down low. Yeah. Um, so I'm driving to work one day. I'm pulling into, for those of you who don't know, at Birchwood BMW, there's this loop, and you park outside of the, uh, the dealerships in this loop, or sometimes they have customer parking. But uh, since I worked there, I would always Is park in the loop. Is it staff parking? Do you get a parking spot? There isn't a parking spot, but there's this big loop that everyone can park in. You just have to That's kind of like weird that they don't have staff parking where you can just 
gets it's bought, the problem but. is that it's a huge space that's really full because there's so many yeah. cars so anyway so i usually parked the in this one driving, spot they give them a parking spot exactly i usually parked in this one spot that's about 45 second walk from bmw and i'm pulling into that spot in the loop <coughs> pardon me and all of a sudden the uh the car decides you know what i i'm a head out oh my god that was really <laughs> and the engine starts smoking um the steering fails and the dashboard lights up, which is basically a telltale sign of, hey, this car, it is no longer a viable option. It is yeah. This is a dead car. It is no longer a car that you can drive anymore. Um, I told my boss right away, the good thing about working for a car dealership is if you have management like I did at, uh, at BMW, they will try their best to help you out in that kind of situation. So they let me borrow some cars for a little bit. I, uh, I drove a Golf, a Volkswagen Golf for a little bit. I fell in love with that car. That's a huge um, perk of working there. Huge perk of working there. Then my manager uh, let me drive his car for a little bit, so that was great. <coughs> you really got to learn how to mute your mic when you're going to I was literally clicking it, and it didn't click. So I'm I've sorry. Been, I've that. coughed a few times on this episode, and you never know because I yeah, I know because you're a better person than I am. Anyways, long story short, this Buick, it's um, it's dead. It's gone. It's it's currently resides in the BMW parking lot for the trade-ins. Um, I would put it on a scale of one to ten in terms of viability. It's probably a negative three. Um, this vehicle Damn. is no longer. A vehicle that can be driven so shout out i just want to shout out the buick really quick i believe i call her um uh, you obviously don't call her anything because you can't remember the name i and did if it call really, her something really meant that much to you i you did call know. her something anyways now i'm driving a B- an old bmw her name was something her name was something but this new bmw I, i've named laura and i'm driving laura for a few laura, weeks. laura. you named your car laura laura oh my god yeah, no, she's she's wonderful, um, and I've had some good experiences with her. She's a fun, she's a fun little feisty pony. Um, I don't like the face you gave me when I said that. You're frozen now, Gavin. Said what? That you named your car Laura, and you na- it's a fun little feisty pony. Yes, I'm right here. I, now you're not frozen, but Can you're. Oh my god. The, Anyways, uh, Gavin, I, I uh. I just, you. It seems like you and your car, Laura, who is a feisty pony, have a very intimate connection. He muted his mic. He's coughing. See, I did. I can do it. You're personifying material things. I am. But a car, I feel, is different than like if you called your phone a name. Like a car. I call my phone a name. I've gone on journeys. No, I don't call my phone a name. I go on journeys with my car. But like, you go on journeys with your phone. My phone is is a tool. My car is a a being. It's a sentient being sent from outer space from the planet called Well, Cybertron. now you're just being ridiculous, Gavin. They crash-landed here in 2007, but they've been here since 1984 on the dark side of the moon. It's That's one of, the best, up until this. one of the best movies of all time. Transformers Dark of the Moon is the best Transformers movie, then the original, Easily. then the first one, then the 1986 one, and then Revenge of the Fallen. All the Mark Wahlberg ones, garbage. Anyone who liked Transformers the last night... You're not a Transformers fan. Transformers 3 Dark of the Moon is arguably one of the funniest movies I've ever seen as well. 
It's not supposed to be funny. Literally, it's not supposed Chicago to be. is under a war attack. No, no, no. It's not supposed to be funny, but there is so many just solid one-liners in it. True. That make I like it... when Shia LaBeouf screams a lot. He goes, ah! Don't touch my car! Yeah, the scene at the beginning where yeah. uh, they're in the lockup, and the guy's like yelling, and he, he impounds Sam's car, and he's like, don't touch my car! Don't touch my it's car! It's a collector's item! Yeah. And then... He's, like, yelling for Bumblebee because they're about to take him down. Yeah. And then the guy goes, how's your car now, hotshot or something? And then he yeah. goes, here it comes. And it's just the freaking Transformer. Yeah. Oh, it's my Bumble- God. I love that scene. I, um, quickly, I want to shout out the actual Bumblebee movie. Oh, yeah. That was a great. That they was just, also up there with they the They just put it on movie. Netflix. I yeah. really enjoyed it. As a Transformers, lifelong Transformers fan, I yeah. saw that movie, and it restored my faith in the uh, franchise. franchise. Because The Last Night was the first... Transformers movie that I walked out of the theater and I was like angry. I said yeah. that was a bad movie. It stalled. I was really excited for it and it stalled and then it got good at like the last fifteen minutes and now I'm here. Yeah. But now that they're going back to like all the generation one stuff and the the original looks and, and more robot fighting and less yada yada yada. Yeah. And less explosions and now that yeah, I really enjoyed Bumblebee. It was it was an awesome coming of age story. Shout out John Cena for being in that movie. The best scene in that movie, two of the best scenes in that movie were, were when she was about to Spoiler die. Spoiler alert. And, and the touch plays, like, you got the touch. Yeah. Anyone who watched the 1986 movie knows that that's, like, the song of the movie. And then when Bumblebee turns into the Camaro, like, the 86 mm-hmm. Camaro or the whatever it is. Tying the entire series together. And he, he goes right beside Optimus Prime. Even yeah. though they played Don't You Forget About Me, they should have played the touch there. That would have been a, bet, a way been better cool. time to play the touch, but... It was a sick ending, like, hilarious. It was also a really funny movie. Jaren's coughing again. Stop. Stop calling me out for coughing. It's okay. It happens. Last week, I wouldn't have been able to do a podcast because I would have had to take my inhaler every, like, five seconds. No, I'm lucky that I don't have asthma. God forbid I get asthma. But uh, I don't think you can just... Can you just get it? Or is it something you're born with? Uh, I think it's... I think you can develop it because Maybe. I wasn't born with asthma, but mm-hmm. I developed it. Interesting. I'm not sure how it works. I've never actually looked up how one can get asthma. So yeah. Oh, also, know. you know how Rex Orange County is dropping a new album on October 25th? Yes, very excited. He's coming to Toronto. Are you gonna see him in January? I can't decide if I want to see him in concert. It, it it's like a weird, you know, when you listen to songs and they're like, kind of like sad songs. Yeah. But I don't know if I would want to go to a. Like, his music always puts me in my feels, and I don't know if I'd want to go to the concert because I would be sitting there, like, in my in my feels, you know? What I will say is that the new single that he released, um, 10 out of 10, is really good. Oh, oh, and speaking of music, Green Day, Weezer, and Fall Out Boy yeah. are going on tour, and I think me and my friends are going to see them. When That's they come such here. an interesting, perfectly... Such an awesome, like, and gre- they all release new songs, so, yeah. like, Green Day's new song is really good. Yeah. Uh, what I, what I'm I haven't glad listened to the about, new Weezer song, but the Fall Out Boy song is pretty good, too. Yeah. What I'm glad about is the fact that they're releasing new music, but it really just still feels like them. Like, I feel like with with the Ozzy yeah. Osbourne collaboration on uh, – on shout out to last episode when we talked about mm-hmm. the, uh, the post album before I had listened to it. Um, I think a lot of people were worried when that was announced that it wasn't going to sound like him. It was going to sound like a pop version of him, but it really just played into his strengths and added to it. Like, I think it was done – perfectly I actually never had that worry I was like Post Malone to me feels more like a rock star and less of a rapper and a hip hop artist so I said oh 
two rock stars getting together, doing a collab. The interesting part that I want to know is, is the guitar solo at the end of that song, is that Post Malone playing the guitar, or was that Ozzy playing the guitar? Because Post Malone is a good guitar player. I never know if he was like, okay, Ozzy, you can do the guitar solo, or I can do the guitar solo. I believe but the credits are I'm gonna you assume, probably... Yeah, there's probably credits, but I'm going to assume it was Ozzy playing the guitar, but I also wouldn't surprise me if Post was on there, too. Yeah. It would be interesting. It'd be interesting. Um, anyways, yeah, this tour oh. is going to be crazy. We got new Kanye coming out, too. Yeah, when does that come out? Five days, whatever? The 27th, right? Wow. So we're getting real close. I don't know if I'm too thrilled for that album, but I really Why? hope that he puts whatever was supposed to be on Yandi, if there was any music that was actually going to be on Yandi on this album, because I just I really hope it's not just his like Sunday service things. I want the aspects of Sunday service that make it feel like old Kanye West projects. I want that. Like, I want the gospel. I like the gospel and the beats, but I don't want, like, a church service over an hour to wrap out. You well, know? yeah, because you don't want, um, like, okay, I wasn't lucky enough to go to the uh, the T-Lop, the I Feel Like Pablo tour, but you were, right? Yeah. And, and that must have been a very church-like experience, no? No. Really? It was... The only song that felt church-like was Ultralight Beam because he didn't play Chance's part, and he left right after. So they sort of just had the, re- the refrain of the gospel choir just keep playing and playing yeah. and playing after he did his verse, which was fine, but also yeah. a little bit disappointing because he came out and did like a 40, 35 to 45-minute set and then left. Well, I mean, you're paying for Kanye West, and you, I guess when yeah. you when you make that purchase, like you kind of have to expect that. But it was awesome. Go a little weird. All the hit songs that he could have performed were performed, and then some. So. Yeah, for sure. The best and part was when he stopped the concert hope. to tell the people to stop trying to jump up on the stage. Yeah. It like went viral, I think. From Winnipeg. Yeah. Oh, Who speaking knows? of Winnipeg. Yeah. Big day in Winnipeg today because our disgraced prime minister <sighs> is in town. Yeah, addressing the media, which is hilarious because, well, it's not hilarious that he's he did that. It's just hilarious because I was in my lectures day and we were analyzing the news. Yeah, and they were like, "Oh yeah, usually this is the kind of thing that would be in Ottawa, whatever." But he's in Winnipeg, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" As if I had a chance to like write a story about this. I'm from Winnipeg, and I'm not there. Like I was just rattled. I remember um, back in probably ninth grade grade nine i um mm-hmm. i actually went to hear him speak at uh, trudeau yeah and uh and i remember i was so excited to go hear him speak because at that point i was still like trudeau can do nothing wrong this is my favorite politician in canada um, really yeah because i was i guess i didn't know enough but also i was really i don't know I was, it was ninth grade I was young. I was impressionable. Like I saw that he was a young guy, and and the same way that kids saw Clinton. It's true. And they and they're yeah. like, this guy's sick. Like this guy makes me feel like I I matter. And I think uh, people like Trudeau also because he's young, and usually when it's politicians, they're older, and you don't really relate to them because they're old. But Trudeau yeah. was younger. But yeah, I I didn't really follow. I don't really follow politics. Like I have to now for school, so mm-hmm. I'm like very into this. But. I never had a favorite politician, and when people would be like, oh, I'm this politician, this is my favorite, I'm like, yeah, me too, nice. Yeah, it puts you in a weird position, especially now, uh, all these people that even though his approval rating has gone down really low. There's people that are defending him still, there, but yeah. they're saying like, 
it's so weird. Like, people can't just admit that, okay, Justin Trudeau's racist. He did a racist thing. They're saying, well, Trudeau did a racist thing, but look at this. But look candidate. at Sheer, who was yeah. homophobic and, it's and like, still hasn't gone it's to a this, private. The end. old saying that two wrongs don't make a right. They've both done bad things, and now it's up to the Canadian public to decide. Everyone vote green. Uh, I'm not gonna influence people. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm that that was to be clear. That was 100 percent a joke. I'm not trying uh, to influence anyone's political activism. Oh, this is a good th- story. So yeah. we have these news quizzes every week in my journalism lab, and on the last week's quiz, I got 15 out of 15, and I was fired up. I was like, Oh yeah. my god! I studied the news. Like I'm the best. Like I know all the news. And then this week, I got humbled and I got 70%. Goddamn. Because literally, almost every single question I guessed, and I had not seen in any of the headlines or anywhere that I had read, and I was rattled. Yeah. And I was, it just like humbled me, and I realized that I actually have to start reading, 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 and digging into more places than just skimming the headlines and minimal amount of actual reading. Yeah, you got, you got told. Yeah, but what, what a guy in my class got one out of 10, which is hilarious. That's so. tough. He was flexing. So you got seven out of ten. Yeah, I got seven, which isn't great, but the class average is fifty percent. So yeah, yeah, because most people won't read the news, hey. Yeah, but now that it's mandatory for me to read the news, I sort of have to. And most of the stories that we do, and most of the readings, and the labs are all political related, and they're all Mm. like nothing is ever about sports, which kind of makes me angry. Like Eric Thomas from Sport, I think his name is Eric Thomas from Sportsnet, is coming to talk to us next week. Which is awesome because me and my friends are pumped that someone relatable to us is coming to, to speak in the yeah. class. So we're gonna sit in the front row and hopefully get to talk to him after the class, yeah, cool. which is dope. Well, and that'll be and that'll be a fun experience for you guys, right? Yeah, I'm looking forward to the, that lecture. Usually the lectures are good, but the guest speakers don't really resonate with me because they either talk about politics or news, yeah. like. Which is fine. They're interesting speakers, but it's not one that I'm excited or found that I like truly gained any. I'm not benefit, but I've learned a lot from the guest speakers. But but it hasn't influenced like, your career in a certain way. Well, yeah, my career is just taken off. So yeah, I agree. Um, Gavin, what's the weirdest fake scam that you've received online? Mm, this friendship? No, I'm just kidding. Um, Whoa. <laughs> I don't think I've ever received a fake scam. I guess yeah. I get some of those emails for like free Costco membership or you want Costco something yeah, or whatever, but I've never like been a victim of a scam. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to, if I can find what? it. What? Wait, I, what is I, the weirdest? So when I was in Toronto, I, um, I received a message from someone who um originally i had been messaging because when i was trying to get the tmg the tiny meat gang tickets um i was really trying to talk to anyone that would possibly have and apparently it's a good thing that i didn't try to buy them from this woman because even though she said i want you to know that this is 100 percent real and legitimate we are assuring you uh that you will will you will receive your tickets so it's a good thing i didn't buy from her because while in toronto i received this message hello jared rikis how are you and your blessed family doing today And I said, blessed, what can I help you with? She said, my name is Cecilia S. Cannon from the Facebook headquarters based in UAS. And you? I said, USA? Question mark? She said, nice meeting you. I was authorized to send you a friend request from Facebook CEO, Mr. Mark Elliott Zuckerberg. And I said, no thanks. Why did he authorize such a thing? 
And she said, I'm contacting you because I have news good for you from the Facebook. Is this Facebook. the person that you were going to buy tickets from? Exactly. I oh said, I God. did not call a code gray. No request should have been sent. Cecilia, I fear that there may be a situation. I must know. She said, has any of our agent contacted you before concerning the Facebook winnings promotion going on now? I said, no. Oh Are they bad agents? She said, oh, I see. I need you to calm down and listen to me very clearly. I said, okay, I'm breathing in and out, in, out, in, out, ah. And she said, I'm delighted to inform you that your name was selected among the 15 lucky winners who won the ongoing promo. Promotion, pardon me. No promotion. (laughs) I said, Cecilia, that's great news. Would you like me to send my banking info? I assume that's what you need. And she responded saying, no. I said, didn't I win? She said, that's why I contacted you, just to inform you about your winnings. So at this point, I'm wondering, hey, maybe I actually did win money. Maybe this UAS she speaks of is, a, is not a place but a company. She said that you won $500,000. I said, the wow. sum of $500,000 or the whole pot? She said, I'm your claim officer, and I want you to know that you are ready to claim these winnings. <laughs> so at this point, I'm super excited, right? You should have been like, I'm not ready to claim these winnings. <laughs> I should have. But what instead I said is I said, cool, how? She said, I want you to know that this is legitimate and 100% real, and the FBI is fully aware of it. I said, I'm glad. I said, did you speak to Ronald at the FBI? He's nice. She said, who is Ronald? I said, director of the FBI. She said, do you know him? I said, yes, he's a friend of mine. Should I ask to confirm these winnings for me? I don't want to be audited. She said, nope. Note, you are advised to keep the news of your winnings private and confidential, all because of the scammer around. She's also saying this in full caps lock, by the way. I want you to know that you are not allowed to inform anyone about concerning your prize winnings, okay? I said, why is that? I already did. Is that bad? Ronald asked for me to send your name to him. All good. I think he's going to do a background check. She saw it and didn't respond. You, you broke her one rule. I broke the one rule. You told her about my, your winnings. To I me. told Ronald, the director told- of the FBI, with huge air quotes, which, which I think is hilarious because if they really wanted me to send them my info, first of all, I mm-hmm. offered to send my banking info. Second of all, um, they could have just Googled the, <laughs> the director of the FBI. I feel like that's online. It definitely is online, in fact. Um, and they could have found out that it's not, in fact, Ronald. I, I mean, it might be. Let me just – director of the FBI – it is Christopher. So it is not. It is not Ronald. It is not in any way related to this uh, this story. And yet, Cecilia S. Cannon, who looks like my grandmother. Um, oh, well, here, Gavin. I'll show you. I'll show you a picture of her. See, that's that's who I was. If it doesn't, if it stops, there you go. That's Cecilia. Oh my God, that's like the face of my nightmares. Exactly, and your grandma—that's trying... disrespectful to your grandmother. Your grandmother looks better than that. No, no, sorry, not my grandmother, a grandmother. Um, and her cover photo okay. was this. I'm glad we cleared that up. This is this is what her cover photo was. Which <laughs> the cover uh, photo for those that of you can't is showing see. me is a picture of a like a prison guy on the ground. Yeah, exactly. And uh, now her now her banner is just the Facebook logo, which I think is funny because obviously she got promoted and she works at Facebook now. Yeah, she got promoted to the to the office. So, Ooh, what I want to say is, be careful when uh, when you receive messages on Facebook because I was uh, I was truly ready to send her all my banking info. Um, I'm glad that I lied to her about my affiliation with uh, with the FBI. Um, 
because who knows? Maybe maybe yeah, that would have been the end of it. You're with actually. What? I said you're actually with Cesis. I could be. You don't know. This is entirely. Well, I'm a with setup. Cesis, so. Yeah. I'm doing a. Uh, I'm actually doing an internship with Cesis right now. Really? Then how does that make you feel? I don't know. Maybe I was the woman, and that's what we do at Cesis. You could scam. be. If it was nah. you, that'd be funnier, I think, because then I follow Edward. I follow Edward Snowden on Twitter, and I'm a huge fan of his. So I could never work for the government. Yeah. I'm you know, a Gavin huge Snowden supporter. I just don't think Snowden is a criminal. Okay, people like on the news, they're always like thinking, "You're a criminal. You leaked the information." But he's not a criminal. He's doing. It's one of those situations where. Okay, yeah, he did something illegal, but to me, yeah. he's not a criminal because he informed the masses of what is really going on. Like, right now, the government is watching me through my laptop it was, as we do this podcast, and I wouldn't have known that if it weren't for Snowden. Yeah. Well, that's what's... He, he maybe could have... Gavin, we could have, could have two, gone about it differently, but. two co-hosts every episode, technically. Because there has to be two yeah. people watching through our webcams. Big Brother is watching us right now. Yeah, Shout Big out Brother. to George Orwell, 1984, great book. <laughs> Welcome to episode five of the Talking About Anything Anywhere Anytime Anyplace podcast. Featuring this Gavin Axelrod, Jaron Rakus, and the and government. Big Brother. Yeah, Big Brother. Bring out Winston. Bring out the Thought Police. This episode is uh, is sponsored by. Um, this episode is going Freepo. off the rails, but. Okay. I think it's because I'm so loopy. I'm, I'm I also gen- exhausted. I, I just finished class an hour ago, and I'm yeah. thinking about dinner. Here's the problem: is that we uh, we. <laughs> We have to keep doing this. So Gavin yeah, and I are officially... Uh, we paid. We paid. <laughs> My voice. <laughs> that was a good voice crack. I'm going to emphasize that. We paid. Um, anyways, Gavin and I are officially uh, on SoundCloud Premium Pro uh, for podcasters. Well, I guess for anyone. Because they, uh, they say it's the best streaming platform, but at the same time, you can't have more than three hours of, uh, of content. I think yeah, that's garbage. Um. Gavin, I'm worried that we only paid for, for six hours in total, not six hours every month. No, dude, if we, I'm actually, we need to keep doing the podcast because one, it's fun for us and yeah. we enjoy it, but two, it's because we paid and we can't let our investment go I to know. waste. So if we have to pay more money, we'll get, we'll cross that bridge nah. when we get there. If we're paying more money, we're switching to YouTube and we'll just be putting the audio on YouTube because you can post whatever you want on okay, YouTube. Okay, but the problem the is that we have an RSS feed now because of SoundCloud. Oh my God! I'm not worried about those logistics right <laughs> we now. We can't can put it on Spotify. It. We can't put it on Apple Music. We can just say to everyone who has YouTube. We can be like, "Hey, everyone, go to YouTube." Gavin, we're getting cross that bridge when we get there. If you want to listen to it, illegally download it like everyone else does. No, no, no. If you want to listen to this podcast, we'll make sure that it's available for you. Eventually, I would just love to do like a live video feed of us because I think that'll be easy. The new wave is going to yeah. be people doing podcasts, but with the video. TMG does I think do that. that. I think that eventually podcasts will be okay, yeah, you can it'll still be good to listen to when you go to work and everything, but yeah. When people come home and they want to listen to a podcast, they'll want the visual. Well the that's the thing. I, it's like when, when I'm I at read. home Yeah. When I'm at home and I'm listening to a podcast, I'm either on my phone looking at something else mm-hmm. or I'm gonna fall asleep and I put the podcast on for noise. But when I'm watching a podcast with video, shout out no jumper, mm-hmm. I enjoy it more because I can see what's going on. Yeah. Well, and, and it's it's something to say about the podcasters themselves too, right? Because if you're enjoying this podcast, thank you very much for listening. Um, but 
if you're enjoying it to the point where you don't need that visual stimulation, I mean, like last episode or two episodes ago now, I guess, when we started testing out this whole um, recording from two separate locations, Gavin and I weren't FaceTiming for most of the or the second half. Yeah, of the I was podcast. staring at the white wall in front of me and it felt very awkward. I hated it because it was just like having a phone conversation, but I feel yeah. like especially with a podcast where it has to be intimate, like we have to see each other so that we can kind of work off of each other. I agree. Um, it's so weird to be in that position where you don't have that ability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now that I can see your great ginger locks, it's Smug all good. Smug face. I'm getting my beard cleaned up tomorrow. So I got mine cleaned I... up yesterday. That's enough. That's another get, thing. Did you get it lined up? Let me see your beard. That's uh, decent. It's really well done. Shout out to the to loving it? barbers on Corden. Shout out to my boy Brendan. Um, uh, you should have gone to my friend JD at Modern Man. He would have done you up nicer. But here's the thing: I haven't gone to Modern Man, and this was fifteen dollars, and he touched up my haircut too. Yeah, that's what they all do when you go for a beard because they have to blend it with the hair. No, 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 like like fully just like stuff that like he did the back of my hair, which isn't. They, they do that when you get a beard. Trim. You know what, Gavin? I've never been to a place to get my beard touched up. As someone who gets an every three to four week beard trim, yeah, they often will touch up the back of your hair. Okay, well, the place where I go to in Toronto. The new place where I go to, it's called Throne Barbershop. This is not a brand deal or anything. I just, like, love the service. So what they do, before they trim your beard, you get a hot face towel. Mm -hmm. And then they, while they're cutting the beard to keep your skin moist and the hair moist so that it's not dry, they, like, spray you with this thing. Mm -hmm. And it is so awesome. The face massage, the hot towel, it was, like, the best $30. Yeah, I paid $30 for a beard Mm -hmm. trim, but it was the best $30 I ever spent. Yeah, usually back home I pay, like, $12. Yeah, twelve bucks, twelve bucks, fifteen bucks. Yeah, but it was the best thirty dollars I ever spent on something that was like cosmetic related. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, well, okay. So this is an experience that I'm new to. Obviously, Gavin have for the last, yeah. I want to say, sorry, ever since I've been growing facial hair in any capacity, Gavin has always told me that it's horrible. Um, I don't know if it's because yeah, he's I can't really, that I'm in... I can't really even notice that you got it lined up, but it, it's because sure the it lights good. on here. No, that's not better. No. That's okay. Okay. But I've always had a beard, but I just started, like, usually when I had a beard, it was patchy, and people would tell me your beard looks disgusting, and I was like, no, I like my beard. It makes me look look cool. But when I look back on it, it's an embarrassing time. But now that I get my beard shaped, it has a nice shape and some Well, so that's that's the thing, is that I felt so confident about my facial hair after I got it shaped. Yeah, exactly. That's the best feeling. You know when they line it up and you can touch it? Yeah. When you touch it after it gets lined up, it's the best feeling ever. Yeah, like I did that, like, you know that thing where you're like, you're like oh, like I look good. Like I did that. Yeah, you just, um, you like, yeah. And and uh, that's a weird feeling, just being really confident about your facial hair. Um, a, a good shave or a good trim or lineup feels better than yeah. the best haircut, I think. Yeah, whenever I get a haircut, I'm like, whatever, I got a haircut. But when I get my beard trimmed, I'm like, I'm feeling myself more. Yeah. No, like, I fully was like, I want to go out tonight because I look that good. Like, I I am that bitch. <laughs> Whoa, language there, Gavin. I am that B-I-E. Hu- human being. I'm 100% that person. Oh, Lizzo's coming here this week. I think yes. it's tonight. We, are you? Oh, it's tonight? I don't know when it is, but Lizzo is coming here at some point, and I, will not, I am not going. Why are you going, Gavin? Why am I not going? Yeah. Because I don't want to spend money on the tickets that's fair. I think Lizzo is talented, but I'm not like. A I think fan of hers. that there are a few people going to Toronto that if I wasn't going to Israel, it would be really hard for me to pass off the opportunity to go see them. Number one, Brockhampton. 
Number two, Rex, Orange County, which you don't really know if you want to go see, but I would would impose that it's a really good opportunity to go see him. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, I'll just bring Kleenex. There's also a, I don't know if it already happened, but there's a comedy, there's Just for Laughs going on, and like John Mulaney and like Nick Kroll and Naomi Wolf and all these incredible performers are there. Um, and that's crazy. Um, anyways, Toronto's a fun place. I do miss it a little bit. Um, I do miss, miss seeing Gavin's face. Uh, and uh, shout out to my cousin Miles for having me for longer than uh, I'm supposed to be there. Um, not going to say why because I don't want anyone to get in trouble, but that was an experience in itself. Um, shout out to his RA who thinks that uh, I live there. Um, anyways, thank you guys. Uh, I think that we're going to end this podcast. Um, if you did enjoy anything that we talked about today, whether that's my experience with Cecilia S. Cannon, whether that's Gavin's experience talking about uh, his amazing beard lineups, uh, or even me talking about my car, rest in peace, um, whatever it was, I really do hope that you guys enjoyed this podcast. Um, we'll keep making it if you keep listening. Gavin, do you have any closing remarks? Raps and six. Raps and six. Everyone, thank you so much for listening to this episode. My name is Jaron Rikus. My name is Gavin Axelrod. And we will see you guys next time.